Hello, this is Basil Howard Brown, and welcome to Messages of Revival. Today is the day the Lord's made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. As you listen to this podcast, I believe God will touch, heal, deliver, and set you free. Open your heart to receive now, and remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless. Hallelujah. Well, let's go to the book of Malachi, chapter 3. Now, let's go, let's read over here. And this, this message might offend a couple people. I understand. You know, I always say this. If you get offended by the word, then you need a change. Amen. That's why, that's why people don't read the Bible through the week, because they don't want to get offended by the word. And there's many churches where you go to where the minister will never tell you as it is. They always water down the word and compromise the word and say something different, and then you never get set free. Amen. I don't want to preach a message that is not going to cause people to get set free. I want people to get set free. Why? Because I know what the Bible says, and I know the promises of the Lord, and I know how you could live in victory and be blessed of God and be prosperous and financially free. Hello. Not bound to the world system. Hello. So, like I said, if you get offended by the word, then you have to know you have to change. Amen. I've been there, done that, and had a change. If you get offended by me, get over it. Amen. Because this is just me. I just, you know, I'm from Africa. I don't know if this is how all Africans are, but this is how I am. Amen. If the Bible says it, then that's it. We're going to do what the Bible says, and then we're going to put everything on God, and we're going to trust God to do what He said in the Word. Amen. Amen. And that's what it's going to take. So let's read over here. Verse 8 says, Will a man rob or defraud God? Yet you have robbed and defrauded me, but you say, In what way do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. So this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, If you withhold your tithes and your offerings... You are actually robbing from God. And there are many Christians that rob from God every day, every week, every month. They get their salary, they never tithe, they never give, they never sow. Yet they want God to bless them. Listen to me real carefully. God honors His Word. He honors His Word. If you do what the Word says, then He'll honor the Word in your life. And you'll be set free. Can you say Amen. You are robbing me. That's what he said. You're robbing me. You're stealing from me. People say, well, I don't take any money out the offering bucket. Yeah, you probably don't put anything in either. He says, you are cursed with a curse for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. Verse 10 says, bring all the tithe. Everybody say all. all. Try it one more time. Say all. 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 I mean, come on, folks. We're going to learn a little English over here. Come on now. All. That's better. Amen. <laughs> At least you got something out of this morning's meeting. All right. Bring all the tithe, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse. The whole tenth of your income into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is a place you get fed. You know, the storehouse is not a television evangelist. We as, as missionaries, as evangelists, we're not your storehouse. The tithe comes to the church, the local church, the place you get fed. And if we try to do it any other way, 
God cannot bless us. I know of people personally, I know of people in churches that would take their tithe and distribute it amongst their friends to impress them. Hello? I mean, if you want to impress them, take other money. But don't take God's. Amen. I mean, tithe, give and give offerings, and then take some of your other money and then impress them if you want to do that. But you can't take God's money to impress somebody. Amen. God needs, you need to give that to God. You need to put that in God's hands. People say, what's so important about the tithe? Let me tell you what it is. We're taking off the top of the first portion that comes in. And when we're doing that, yes, what we're telling God, God, listen, I don't know if I can make it this month. I mean, I might, I might not. But I'm putting you first. And I'm trusting you to take care of the rest. Because I've heard people say, well, I can't tithe because I can't pay all my bills and everything. Well, okay, then, first of all, let me ask you the question, who got you the bills? And who's going to get you out of them? You might have got the bills, but God's going to get you out of them. And if you cut God out of it, then you're going to have to get yourself out of that. And that could take years. But God could do it in a few months like that, just like that. Boom, suddenly you're debt free. So one-tenth of your income comes to the house of the Lord. You're telling God, I'm putting you first. And I'm trusting you to take care of everything else. Listen, God doesn't get the leftovers. And we can't run around and take care of everything of our own. And then, oh, by the way, Lord, hey, let me just give you your tithe. And it comes off the end piece. God's not interested in that because yes, what we've done. We put ourselves first. We put everything that we need first and then God's behind. But when you put God first, I mean, the moment you get paid, the first thing that should run through your mind is, let me write out my tithe check. I'm telling you, try that and see what God does. If you think that your tithe check can bail you out the hole, I can tell you right now, it never will. It never will. People say, I can't afford to tithe. No, you can't afford not to. And don't take my word for it. Take the word of God. The Bible says that there may be food in my house. What's the Bible talking about? Is God's word talking about coffee and donuts? The Bible's not talking about that kind of food. Talking about the, the word. Talking about the food of the word. The meat of the word. The milk of the word. So that people can get, get fed and get satisfied and be blessed on a Sunday and on a Wednesday whenever the church opens its doors. Are you listening to me? I mean, the simple truth is this. It takes money to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out. Do you know if, if, if God could raise up three or four of you in this house that could be multi-millionaires? Imagine how much this church could do for the kingdom of heaven with pastors that love the move of the Holy Spirit that open their doors to whatever God wants to do. Imagine what this church could do for this whole area. Are you listening to me? And then the vision is greater than just this area. We are talking about that before we came out. So listen, God has a plan and a purpose for His children, and all He's doing is He's waiting for His children to line up with the Word so that He can take us down that journey and the blessing of the Lord can become our portion. Hello! You think He can't wake you up in the middle of the night and give you an idea that, that could generate millions of dollars? You think God has some ideas that could revolutionize a few things down here on this earth? Hello. 
I mean, God has some ideas, and all he's doing is looking for the faithful that he can give those ideas to, and then, and then they can explode. And there's funding for the kingdom of heaven. Not only is there funding for the kingdom of heaven, but everybody in the church gets blessed. Wouldn't it be nice as a multi-millionaire to walk into a church on a Sunday morning and just tell everybody, hey, he has an offering envelope for you, and there's $5,000 in there. And you can tithe and give off that, and you can take the rest home and be blessed. Wouldn't that be great? Hello? You do what the Bible tells you to do, and God brings the provision, the blessing, and the abundance in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's keep going. He says, there may be fruit in my house. <clears throat> and now listen to this. He says, and prove me now. By it says the Lord of hosts. In other words, challenge me or hold me to this. There's nowhere else in the world where God says challenge me or prove me. That's what he says. He says, if I will not open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing. Ha-hoo. I feel it. Glory to God. Pour you out a blessing <laughs> that there's not enough room to receive it. In other words, what he's saying is this. If you bring your tithe into the storehouse and you sow your offerings and you're a blessing, he said, I will open the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you will not have enough room to receive it. So what he's saying in the scripture is this. If you tithe, if you give, if you sow, he said, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have enough room to receive it. I mean, what he's saying in the scripture is this. If you tithe and you give and you sow, he said, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have enough room to receive it. I mean, what he's saying in the scripture is this. If you tithe and you give and you sow, He said, I will open up the windows of heaven. I will pour you out a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. I mean, this is what he's saying in the scripture. Hello. People say, well, I heard it the first time. You didn't act like you heard it the first time. He said, I will open the windows of heaven. You know, the Lord showed me this one day. He said, He said, I will open the windows of heaven. He said, do you know above every Christian the windows of heaven are closed? I said, really? I said, really? Why? He said, because how do I open something that's that's open already? He said, I only open it when they tithe and they give and they sow. He said, then I open the window and I begin to pour out blessings upon them that there's not enough room to receive it. Hello? Blessings don't just happen. They are orchestrated by the hand of the Lord. The provision of God doesn't just happen. But it's orchestrated by the hand of the Lord. And he's watching what we do. You know, when Jesus sat down opposite the treasury, the Bible says he sat down opposite the treasury, and he watched what everybody was putting into the offering. People say, oh, if Jesus was here today, wouldn't that be great? I'd be part of his church. Not until the first offering was taken. And then you wouldn't come back because he'd be sitting watching what you put in. And that would offend you. And you would leave. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also. Wasn't that something he did? Isn't that something we could do today? People are getting a little antsy now. Oh, my God. 
Is he going to look at what I did the other day? No, I'm not going to look at a thing, but God is. Hello? <laughs> God is. In actual fact, he made, a, he made a teaching out of that. He said, the, he said the wealthy people were throwing in large sums of money, but this widow came and put the smallest mite in, the least amount of money, and Jesus said to the disciples, he said, that, that widow put in more than all of those contributing to the treasury. Because they gave out of their abundance. In other words, what they gave didn't move them. Hello. What they gave did not move them. It's like they gave and they actually didn't even know they gave. Because it didn't change anything, didn't change their life, didn't cause them to press in for anything. But she gave everything. And it wasn't much. It was a little, little. But she gave everything. And I learned from that that God doesn't look at the amount you give. He's looking at where you're at financially and what are you doing. Are you keeping yourself in your comfort zone when you give or are you getting out the boat? You know, the miracle doesn't happen in the boat. The miracle happens on the water. People say, I'm just going to give enough just to you know, appease myself or just at least get my conscience sorted out and then I, you know, I'm just going to keep going. Well, why don't you give that it moves you? Let it move you, and when it moves you, it's going to move God. Not only will he open up the windows of heaven, but listen to this. Verse 11 says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Thank you, brother. If you could just do that again and maybe run around the building, so I think that everybody's rejoicing at the same time. It'll help me a whole lot. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> he said, I rebuke the devourer. Who's the devourer? How many of you say the devil? Yeah. How many of you ever been rebuked by God over your finances? Yeah, because you see, we could also devour. And then God get in our face and start correcting us and try to sort us out. Hello. I rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He shall not destroy the fruits of your vine Sorry, let me read that again. You shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, here's what God's saying. If you're tithing, giving, and sowing, He said everything you put your hand to do, you'll prosper in it. It'll come to maturity. There's many people that'll start a business, but they're not tithing, they're not giving, they're not sowing, they're not being a blessing, and they'll start a business, and then the thing will peter out and then just die. But what the Bible is saying is, whatever you put your hand to, you'll prosper in it. You'll bless the fruits, you'll bless the ground, you'll bless, you'll bless the vine. The, the, the fruit will not fall off. In other words, the vine will produce fruit, and, and you'll be able to partake of the fruit, and others can come around and partake of the fruit too. In other words, they can partake of your blessing. It's more than just the windows. It's more than God just rebuking the devourer. It's about things that materialize in our life because we're doing what the Bible says and then we touch on something and then the blessing of God is there. Amen. And this is all around tithing and giving and sowing. All nations shall call you happy and blessed. For you shall be a land of delight, saith the Lord of hosts. All nations shall call you happy and blessed, not sad and depressed. And you look at the church today, they look sad and depressed. God said they're going to look at you and call you happy and blessed. 
How come are you so happy? How come are you so blessed? And yes, what you're going to have to say, look what the Lord has done. Look how God has provided for me. Look how the word is working for me. All, all honor and praise and glory is going to be turned back to God Almighty. And he's going to get the praise. Amen. And that comes out of our giving. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. Take out the hardened heart and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.